0: I'm delighted to welcome Rob Dan to the podcast today. Rob is owner of Beedales of Borough, a wine and small plates bar in Borough Market, which celebrated its 10th birthday this year. He's also founder of Bob's Lobster, which started as a food truck in the same market and expanded to a seafood restaurant in London Bridge, as well as a residency at National Theatre. Welcome, Bob. Thanks for coming to share your lobster expertise with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: First of all, can you tell us a little bit about B-Dills and Bobs and how it all came about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, so I started my hospitality career you know, at a, at a pretty young age, and teenager, kind of working throughout studies and uh, in kitchens and, and, and also for a house. And, you know, despite a, a sort of stint in financial services, I ultimately kind of followed my passion and um, retrained, went back to New York where I spent a lot of time in the U.S. Uh, growing up, um, went to culinary school in the U.S., uh, in New York, French culinary. And probably like you, Janine, you know, have this, you know, this uh, desire really and, and a lot of pleasure to give and share experiences with people. And, you know, f- for me coming, especially spending a lot of time in New York, you know, lobster rolls were uh, a big part of yeah. that. You know, I, I came <laughs> back to open a wine bar, what was a potato store in in Bar Market, um, then became a wine shop. And, you know, but it was only a wine shop. Yeah, I then wanted to, you know, I saw this site and um, wanted to add to the experience so you know food and food pairings uh alongside the wines and um, hospitality um in you know, one of my favorite parts of, of London. Mm. Uh, the problem was being a potato store. It, it didn't have uh, mechanical engineering, <laughs> the utilities, the kitchen, the extract. You know everything that you need for a kitchen. And uh, to be honest, I couldn't afford, uh, you know, one either. So um, I, I spent another small fortune instead on a, importing a, a 1957 camper van from Indiana and <laughs> and sending it up to Derby. And yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, it. Uh, uh, Bob's Lobster was born, basically.
0: Yeah, so was it? Was it quite a different? Because Borough Market's famous, massively famous now, you know now, and has been. You know, it was still doing food then, but was it quite a different scene down there then?
1: Timing is everything, you know. Yeah. Life, love, investment. I, and uh, in fact, in 2012, it, it, Borough Market was really just reopening. Yeah. After a bit of an upheaval um, with the the new viaduct train line coming through, which which dissected the market and yeah. displaced a lot of traders. So a lot of traders had moved to, relocated to, like, some Maltby Street and, yeah. you know, also uh, down the road in, in Bermondsey. It was really coming back to life again, yeah. the market. And, uh, you know, it, it was also, again, timing-wise, it was also, uh, I think, the start of, you know, a bit of a, of a street food revolution at yeah.
0: that time. So you were one of the first people that really started dragging the crowds in to Borough Market to eat as well as to shop?
1: I'd already put my foot in the door at, at B-Dales and yeah. was, you know, literally hand-chiseling walls and building <laughs> wine shelves and, um, you know, everything I, I, I could do to put my mark on it. And yeah. um, um, and then when it came to the food, we were doing cheese and charcuterie, etc. But mm. as I said, I, I I was developing this plan for Bob's Lobster. Yeah. Which actually, you know, side of minor spin on my name. Um, you know, I also wanted to to bring it back to Bedell. So okay. the Bob and Bob's Lobster is also Beadles of Borough oh, yeah, Lobster. Okay. <laughs> um, not a lot of people know that. I actually got invited from uh, By Borough Market to open a. Um, I don't think that it was even termed a pop up, which yeah, it was. It was like an al fresco. <laughs> um dining experience okay. you know that was literally opened and closed yeah. you know every night and so it was when the market closed i would you roll in the the food truck oh wow yeah. under roast yeah. you know um in front of um brindisa yeah uh, when they sh- when they shuddered I came in and we set up uh, basically a full restaurant tables. We had deck chairs. I had a sommelier and we were uh, we were serving lobster rolls, lobster mac and cheese, ahi tuna tacos, oysters, alongside wine, wow. wine pairings as well. So it really was something different.
0: So you really were at the forefront of that pop-up yeah. up scene. Why did you decide to specialize in lobster and seafood? Because you did say when you, when we were discussing this there are a lot easier ways of making a living than in yeah. hospitality and especially specializing in something like seafood
1: well absolutely i mean i think for, for me there was the a certain amount of naivety <laughs> to be honest but also <clears throat> but equally it was uh, you know as i said it goes back to this real passion and pleasure to to share you know, uh, flavors and tastes and and experience. You know, great experiences with other people. So, yeah. you know, I um I, I think people forget that the UK is, you know, ultimately an, is an island or yeah. a group of islands, and um you know the the sheer abundance of seafood yeah. you know in this in this country is which
0: which it, we ignore <laughs>
1: Which completely. It's outstanding. It, it's incredible. I mean, I uh, to the extent that you know we are an, we are a net importer of cod. You know and Something crazy like twenty five thousand tons of cods comes from Iceland. Another twenty five thousand mm. from China. Twenty thousand from Norway. You know, but yet we export. Mm. You know, lobster, crab, and another. You know, species. Um, and and nobody really you know eats it here. Yeah. You know, it's um, now I understand that it's a little bit harder to. It's a bit more fiddly, I yeah. guess, to eat, but it, it it made no sense to me, and yeah. um, especially such such a beautiful ingredient yeah. um, as as lobster. Um, and at the time, seafood, especially lobster, was almost reserved for white linen tablecloths and yeah, formal dining. Yeah, and, and you know where I'd come from in Florida and California, and New York, and you know my parents are South American. If you're by the coast, then you know some of my favorite places in the world. Yeah. You know, serve lobster crab in a really playful, really accessible way. Yeah. And that resonated with me. And I wanted to share that experience with, with London. Yeah. Um, so it became this project of how to make it more and more fun yeah. basically and you know <laughs> i couldn't think of anything more fun but, than doing serving lobster on the streets on the yeah. you know curbside out of this you know retrofitted 57 split screen camper van painted lobster reds, basically yeah. so so is the
0: seafood you're serving in the main from the british isles in the season
1: yes in the season, so because yeah. um, i know
0: sometimes it can get a bit tricky to get a hold of
1: yeah it's not so i mean uk again, it's hugely, you know, has an abundant supply of, of, of lobster, um, well, south coast, um, especially, um, and the, the season here, the native season is, is really kind of defined between, you know, um, April, May till September, October. Mm. And it's not that it's not available the rest of the year. It's that, normally the way that you catch lobster is with lobster pots yeah and in the winter those there's it becomes the the seas are obviously rougher and there's a lot of attrition of those pots yeah. so it's a big expense for fishermen to to be you know replacing those pots basically um, yeah. um otherwise and so they they fishermen tend to change their rigging and and catch you know, other things, basically. Because
0: it is a really sustainable fish in that way, isn't it? Yeah,
1: so generally speaking, it's, um, you know, lobster is, um, you know, there's there's no bycatch, you know yeah. um, lobster crab i mean if there is then um because of the pots and the structure and the design of them that you know generally speaking if something is, that ends up in them that's not meant to be there you can release them without any harm mm-hmm. um same is true with you know l- there's there's uh, bylaws with lobster that you know under a, a certain size it has to be released, released and yeah. and they are released thousands are released every 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 year mm-hmm. and again they they there's no harm in in, in releasing them Um, they continue to to live and grow Um, and it doesn't you know the, the, uh, compared to uh, dredging or you know uh, raking the ocean floor i mean the lobster pots you know don't harm the yeah. you know the, the sort of the environment the the only i, I was reading recently that the, the only sort of exception and and sort of new guideline is actually up north in scotland where there's a lot of whale populations is that the lines ultimately that that are attached to those lobster pots right. can have have tangled um, yeah. some some whales etc but and so they They've said they've reclassified or you know trying to pe- you know ask people to to catch other things there, basically. But yeah. South Coast and elsewhere in the u k, absolutely fine
0: and I guess because it is that, you know, sometimes hard to get a hold of, fished in that way, it's not it's not like mass fished. It, it is at the more expensive end of the market and also you you did say it's is it like 24% of lobster gross weight is meat so I mean compared meat to yeah i think weight that's ratio.
1: I, that's really where the the why it's expensive yeah. is that it is you know exactly that it's it is between 20 depending on the time of year yeah and that it does vary between 20 and 24% of a of a of a lobster's weight is that's all There's the, the meat, meat that's in there. Yeah. So, you know, if hypothetically you're spending 25 pounds on a kilo lobster, yeah. in actual meat, the yeah. net <laughs> price is it's 100 pounds. Yeah. You know, per kilo. Um and that's not including labor, that's not including, you know, you utilities and and everything else. Yeah. So, um you know, that's really where, you know, what's built into the price.
0: Yeah right now some lobster facts um, you were going to tell us why lobster is blue
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean lobster is um in the wild and and alive in the uk is yeah, is like generally
0: black kind of color, yeah, yeah. Bl-
1: black blue green brownish yeah. in color um you know very different to how they look you know after they're um after they've been dispatched and cooked um and there's uh, there's two proteins it's it's a very similar phenomenon in as you know pink flamingos um is it? yeah it is in so far as it's it's partly their diet mm-hmm. and it's partly nature and, and camouflage not so much pink flamingos but as far as it's <laughs> camouflage but but as far as you know pink flamingos are pink because of the the shrimp that the they, shrimp eat. they eat oh, yeah. and and lobster you know there's there's a certain protein um, you know in their diet that yeah. you know when they're alive it it um it, it, it gives them this pigmentation and it's only when actually they 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 die and they're cooked the heat the extreme heat um, it, results in them turning that, that vivid orange red color that they're so famous for. Wow. There's, a, there's some very scientific, yeah. very long-winded uh, <laughs> names for those proteins, but yeah. I would get that completely wrong.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Um, we're talking today, this is, this is um, going out uh, tomorrow actually, and today is Thanksgiving. It is. And Happy another, Thanksgiving. Another incredible fact you gave me was that um, traditionally... Not turkey for Thanksgiving, but lobster.
1: Yeah, <laughs> according to me. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Did
1: you? No, no. no, 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 no. But, but historically speaking, yeah. you know, the, turkey is not um, native to, yeah. say, the... the Pilgrim forefathers, you know, would have been part of their diet. Right. They they land. They were they were fishermen. They landed on the coast, the east coast, etc., all along there. And and you know, seafood would have been much more accessible yeah. and easier to um, um, to to harvest. Ultimately, I'm not saying that it would have been. <laughs> As decadent as the lobster we serve in our yeah. restaurant or food <laughs> trucks, we you know you know um poached in butter or vanilla, yeah. you know butter, et cetera, um or served in in um you know lobster rolls, uh, et cetera. But you know seafood would have been um the at the head of the table, yeah. For sure, and uh, uh, I think there's there should be a call to action to to bring back those I would historical love accuracies. Yeah. It, I mean, lobster was is also I mean, again, famously oysters too. Prison food. It's crazy. In I think on both sides of <laughs> yeah. the Atlantic, you know, um, again, not poached in butter and no. served in lobster rolls because it well. was just
0: seen as like a cheap source of yeah, protein. again,
1: cheap cheap protein. Wow cheap protein
0: can't imagine that, that happening um <laughs> another thing that you mentioned was um was when you do cater for big events like royal ascot you can cook over a thousand kilos of lobster during the event i mean how do you do that what's the what's the practicality of that? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah so i mean uh, events of I mean from day one I've been a big part of our, our, the, yeah. the the business and um fashion shows and festivals and and yeah, I mean in fact the the lobster roll was actually the first ever handheld offering at at the Royal Enclosure in Ascot, etc. So yeah, it's, so you it's, have fed, you know, the queen. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, royalty actually royalty. for sure, yeah, yeah actually, and sure, very, very yeah. recently, yeah. Um, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge, in fact, yeah. at, at uh, another event. But we, we yeah, I mean, the, universally loved. Um, yeah. But we get through. I mean, I don't, I, I, really don't know how many lobster rolls, hundreds of, you know, lobs- thousands of lobster rolls that we we've served over the years. But yes, indeed, at Royal Ascot, I think our records, all time record in. in five days that is royal ascot is about 1.2 tons of lobster wow and uh yeah it's an operation i mean it's uh, a military operation of you know everyday cooking yeah. breaking down because you know almost all of that is for lobster rolls yeah. and so it is, you know, it has to be cooked, and it every everything needs to be broken down yeah. to, to the to the meat.
0: Why do you think the lobster rolls are so popular? You know, as a, is it because of the whole handheld thing, and it's easy to eat, and yeah. you've taken all the pain away. Because I personally love to get whole lobster and crackers and just yeah, go at it and
1: yeah, look, <laughs> I, I do too. I don't mind getting messy, etc. Um, I I think I think probably you know generally it's going back to where we started i think that's what probably puts a lot of people off yeah. you know and so making it fun accessible is also you know yeah. consideration of how how you eat it. I mean, and I'm a massive fan in your previous guest and podcast of Max Max Sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shop. and and you know <laughs> his his adoration for for anything between two you know slices two slices, slices of, of bread. Rice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, you an
0: know, easy win. <laughs> And a
1: lobster roll is, is exactly that. There's very few ingredients, in and yeah. and but the brioche I have to say is is so complimentary. And and I I would say actually that it is my favorite way of eating lobster.
0: So how do you t- t- Talk us through what you do to to make a lobster roll, just for people who maybe haven't had one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, it, I mean, it, it isn't uh, a guarded secret. I mean, our the the ingredients are a, a custom brioche roll that, yeah. that we make, um, or that it's our recipe. It's um, and it is uh, we use a rapeseed mayonnaise. Um, we have our sort of in house version of Old Bay, and Old Bay is a very famous. Oh, like seasoning. Yeah, yeah, American s- seasoning. Um, again, great for seafood, great for, you know, seafood oils um, um, also can be used in chicken and, and, and other things as well um, it's a it's a big you know um, it's a popular ingredient it's in got US. like
0: paprika and salt celery salt and, and yeah it's and like really umami kind of savory yeah flavors. big time big Lovely. time
1: exactly and um and then you know fresh herbs lemon juice and um, clarified butter yeah you know so um um that's that's it that's it. i mean that's it I, I have to say that I think the secret is in the brioche itself. Yeah, getting that combination of of lightness and um, and buttery kind of. Um, yeah, just buttery goodness, basically. Okay. And the, the the important thing is to is to toast it on both sides. Yeah, I was going to say, it, you know, because you need that texture, and and also you know the brioche really transforms, you know, when you when you do toast it. And um, you know, a little secret on that is 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 to make sure that you you don't rip the the brioche apart from each other. You cut it with a clean you know clean edge with a serrated knife, so you get that really good contact uh-huh, on the pan. Okay.
0: Amazing. And with all of that, I know that your wife and your business partner don't eat seafood. Isn't, especially it, I isn't, mean, isn't it crazy? I know. Surely, surely Rob, I know. with all of that, you can persuade them that there's something in you, it. <laughs> it's,
1: it is. I mean, it's just this never ending joke for both of us, for all of us, really. You know, especially, you know, that, yeah, it's true. My wife um, does not eat seafood and especially not lobster. Um, and that was that's always been the case uh, she finds it too sweet and yeah. and she's very suspicious of it um, my and uh, you know since then, you know, obviously, I, with the amount of lobsters that I've cooked and and sort of chef whites and yeah. aprons that that have come back to the house, you know, I mean, when when we I was setting up lobster, she would literally make me get naked outside our door <laughs> to and throw our you know all of the uh, my whites and clothes into the washing machine before what, I, I was allowed. She's in.
0: got that much of a aversion to it. Well, them. I mean, wow. I was gonna say the smell
1: gets pretty funky right, actually. Okay. You know, I think <laughs> when you're when you're roasting and cooking yeah. that much lobster, it, yeah. it, it you know. <laughs> it can be intense. <laughs> God,
0: well, it's a project for you to. But work, I guess you I know,
1: it's 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 uh, at least you know, <clears throat> as far as a business model is concerned, it's it's like you know, don't get high on your own supply, right? Yeah. So it's uh, at least you know, there's no. Yeah, we're not taking a lot of lobster home, basically. No. And but
0: for you, the you, you've I, never, love yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Never stopped. Could, it, how, how often do you eat it? Do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> just interesting yeah, No, you it's, know. it's just,
1: probably less than I that I that yeah. I used to, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's been many weeks in the last yeah. eight nine years that yeah. I haven't had lobster, which oh which is kind of yeah, kind of <laughs> indulgent, I <Yes>. guess. <laughs> to some people it's kind of like chicken to me though
0: yeah but you're you're the boss you know you get to do that that's amazing (laughs) um we'll probably wrap it up there like what what's coming up for you then in the restaurants and events and stuff quite apart from obviously today happy Thanksgiving but
1: thank you very much (laughs) Uh, yeah so we're doing some Thanksgiving events um, revving up for Christmas obviously and and, and, and generally I mean events continue to be a a big part of our business so you know we are looking at you know Again, just sharing the lobster love with with as many people as possible. Yeah. So, if you um,
0: see that nice um, red and white VW van yeah, with a little lobster thing on top, yeah, yeah. Pe- people will be going running for that. That's time. it. Yeah. That's it. Brilliant. And if people want to keep in touch with what you're doing, is the best place Instagram.
1: Instagram for sure. Um, Bob's underscore lobster. Yeah. Or um, Beale's wines.
0: Brilliant. Thanks again for coming to chat to us today, Rob.
1: Love being here. Thank you
0: thanks for listening to the olive magazine podcast for more recipes and inspiration head to olivemagazine.com and as christmas approaches do check out our new online olive shop where we have thousands of gourmet ingredients drinks and gifts from some of the uk's finest small businesses as well as a new range of beautiful curated hampers you can buy as many products as you like in one easy and secure checkout experience we'll let the merchants know where to send their products and you'll receive the order directly from them just visit shop.olivemagazine.com and if you spend a minimum of 25 pounds and enter the code OLIVEHAMPERS at checkout we'll give you an extra 10% off